Hi guys and welcome along to Your Fit Insights where we say what we do. So today we are providing you some insight to try and find your fit. Today we are talking busy mums, working with a number of you as I am so privileged to do. I just recognize how much pressure you all put on yourselves and also how tough it is to maintain that really positive outlook while trying to be the best mum you can be, trying to be a supportive partner, trying to be a decent role model to your kids, trying to make sure that you give your kids the Australian dietary guidelines every single day. And then when you unfortunately don't meet all that really ridiculously high expectation, the guilt and shame and the the trouble that is associated with that uh, and what that then leads to uh, both in terms of a behavior side, but also in terms of how you end up feeling about you. So I thought I would get one of the busiest mums that I know uh, and one of our favorites here at Your Fit. Unfortunately, she's no longer able to see us in the studio uh, in Brisbane because she relocated with her family most recently uh, to Adelaide, uh, where she's originally from. Uh, but Megan Potter from Megan Potter Cosmetics uh, is a really... Uh, a, a real favorite of Amy and I. We both had the opportunity to work with Megan uh, in a group fitness setting. And then I was luckily and lucky enough to take Megan through a process that I've created called the Your Fit Project uh, about 12 months ago or so. So I wanted to sort of touch base with Megan in a really organic way and see, you know, what's stuck. I, I read all these books and I read all these journal articles and I come up with all these theories and try and put as much evidence-based science into these processes. But ultimately, if it doesn't work for that busy mum at that end, then it really has fallen short of the mark that we wanted to, to achieve. And so Megan is going to share with us, you know, what's worked for her, eating carbohydrates and not torturing yourself about it, uh, and then also uh, a number of tips and tricks in her own level of expertise, area of expertise uh, around cosmetics and, and skincare. And ironically, you know, looking after yourself from a nutrition perspective and an exercise perspective uh, really helps in that space as well. So there's a few tips and tricks uh, throughout. I won't steal uh, my good friend's thunder, but, uh, but thanks again for listening, guys. Here's Megan Potter. So talk us through Adelaide. How, how apart from being freezing, how is it all going? It's going really well. Um, Tilly's settled into school and sort of a bit like we never left. I mean, some things have changed, but yeah, it's sort of, you sort of remember, you know, the shortcut you take to get to your favourite cafe and, you know, it's just sort of, you just sort of slot back in, I guess. Mm -hmm. But then coronavirus came and, you know, put a spanner in the works, but um. Yeah, it's sort of like I never left in a way. Yeah, but it's then weird. so much yeah. has changed because you've you know had all the kids and done all that and then gone back. So there's been so much change in that period of time, huh? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we left as yeah just young people, and then we came back as parents. So that's <laughs> a big change. Yeah. Talking about <laughs> sleep deprivation and how it used to be cool. <laughs> yeah. So that I suppose has changed a little bit more responsible these days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so give us a bit i suppose for for those who um haven't heard the megan potter story give us a bit of an overview of the business i suppose um element and then you know the couple little tackers and the husband with a big career too and you know like 
it's a busy house, your little house. You know, it's it, there's a lot yeah. happening. So yeah, yeah, it is a busy house. So basically, um, when we first left Adelaide, we moved to Queensland, and I thought, okay, what am I going to do with myself, following my husband around the country? Um, so I started doing some personal styling, which I loved, um, and that was. I had a beauty background, so personal styling and shopping with clients was sort of a nice add-in for that. Mm. Um, and then we had children and I was thinking, what am I going to do? Am I going to, um, you know, go back to styling? Am I going to stick with – I sort of dabbled in the finance industry, which was great at the time um, for things like paid maternity leave and job stability, um, but I didn't love it. Um, and then I was home with my second child, Ruby, she was about four months old and my cousin Mandy came to visit me and she said, do you want to start a makeup company? And in my sleep-deprived haze, I said, sure, not really thinking, oh, that, that sounds kind of involved, but sure, yeah, if you reckon we can do it, let's do it. So <laughs> I had beauty background um, and Mandy had an MBA and all the, all the business background, so she knew how to do that side of things and I knew how to do the creative side of things. And, um, yeah, it it's kind of just went from there. And I used to find that people, styling clients of mine that I had, would ask me to recommend cosmetics and I wasn't comfortable recommending what was on the market um, because I didn't like the ingredients that it had or I didn't like the colours that were within their range. I didn't like that it was made offshore. There was lots of things. So I always felt conflicted with recommending brands that were on the market. So, yeah, we just thought we can do it better. We can do it better for people's skin and we can do it in Australia. And, yeah, it sort of went from there. And we're sort of a couple of years in now and we've partnered with Nat. And, yeah, it's gone from a little little side biz to full-blown working every single day, living, breathing it. And it's just... Wow. It's right. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, wow. And you mentioned... That's part- a lot of in yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in there, you mentioned partnered with Nat. Is that a stylist friend, like, of yours, colleague, previous colleague? Is that the relationship? Yeah, yeah. So I was a client of Nat's around 10 years ago, and so she styled me, and that's sort of what got me into styling. I don't do any personal styling anymore. I don't have time for it. Um, um, and that works well because Nat's stylist is extraordinaire so she does the styling part of it and she um mixes colors with me and um yeah it's been a match made in heaven so our um business partnership mandy and i it's really been you know the perfect setup having that come on board um working with friends or people you know and trust um it's perfect really yeah and and in a time when you're trying to be a, a great mum, you know, I know how important your kids are to you and um, your invisible husband, Michael, that I never got to meet while he was in Brisbane, but I know he does exist. Also, you know, he's achieving a lot of stuff in his career. So there's a lot of different competing priorities there. How do you sort of find some, like, take us through a normal day. T- tell us, you know, what happens, what time do you wake up? When do you, when do you start your day? How does it all work? Give us a rundown. Yeah, that is a good question, honestly. Every day is so different and people say, oh, it must be so nice you have your own business and it's so flexible and, yeah, it absolutely is flexible. Um, but it also is like the hardest you'll ever work as well and being a parent is obviously the hardest job you're ever going to do too. So although it's flexible, I still I work every day. I don't really have a day off. Um, so I normally get up around 6, 6.30, which is probably a sleep-in for you as a trainer. Um, <laughs> 
30 and the first thing I do is like check social media, respond to anything, check if there's anything online that I need to action, um, get up, have a shower and listen before the girls are even up. So I've sort of started my day in business mode, then I get myself ready, then I'm in mum mode and I get girls off to school or daycare, it's a daycare day, Ruby doesn't go every day. Um, and once the girls are at school or at daycare, then I come back and in work mode again. So I think it's just, I'm just swapping and changing between mum mode and work mode. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a bit of a crossover during the coronavirus when the girls were home. Mm. Um, you know, I'd be trying to work alongside them and that was a huge juggle. Um, but I try to be a mum when I'm with my girls and I try and be a good business partner when I'm, tra- when I'm working with Mandy and, you know, trying to wear both hats. Yeah. Simultaneously can be hard, but... Um, I'm there for school drop-off and school pick-up every day, which is awesome. And, you know, lots of parents can't do that. So I, I know I'm really lucky. Yeah, yeah. But obviously a fair bit of hard work to make that happen too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, logging in again when the kids are in bed as well. So, yeah, okay. you know, getting it done when I can, I guess. I don't really have a nine-to-five work day. No, no, um, no. And that's yeah, Which of, I'm sure you can repeat. Yeah, t- I totally hear you loud and clear. And mm-hmm. that's sort of how we really approach you know if we go back 12 or so months and you were really i was so grateful for your help because we trialed the the bit of a, a process that i put together that i've since sort of called the your fit project for me and we, we road tested on you and your life and this is all while you're still building the business and doing it all and we sort of got to a point you and i didn't we where it was like you know what it's never going to be perfect it's it's never going there's never going to be an ideal time uh but let's just sort of see what we can make work within the constraints of of a busy mum life with all these competing priorities but try and make you and your health at least one of the priorities in there can you talk us through your approach and maybe what what your approach now is in relation to finding some time for you and and you know nutrition and exercise Yes, thank you so much for asking me to be a part of that as well. It was awesome. And um, I um, I like to try and stay healthy and I know what I need to do. I know I need to exercise and I know I need to eat well, just like everyone does. Um, but I think it is um, having you there to remind me was amazing and also to, to keep me accountable. So like I said, I knew what I had to eat, but... We had a Zoom. We had a Zoom chat, you and I, every week, which kept me accountable, and that was perfect. I think it's about having the right people in your corner or the right people around you to um, support those good habits, mm. and also recognizing, I think, behaviors that will um, set you back into a bad habit. So, for example, I knew that after a busy day, I often would like to have a glass of wine to unwind, which I still do. Um, but I now know if I, I get a PD on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm not going to have a glass of wine those days because I'm doing something healthier instead. And also things like if I go to a cafe, if I sit down, I'm more likely to order that vanilla slice with my coffee. But if I get a takeaway, I'll go for a walk. And not only am I not having the vanilla slice, but I'm going for a walk as well. So it's like double benefit there. So um, I think that was awesome. And just being organised as well. So like having my cooked quinoa in the fridge ready to go, still do that. Good girl, good girl. I was going to ask you what's stuck and what hasn't. I love it. So totally doing that still. Um, Roast veggies in the fridge. Um, Yeah, so just having things there, 
being organized i guess yeah having having things there so that you're not reaching for the takeaway yeah yeah i, I mean maintaining that in isolation was a little tricky um and you're just around your fridge all the time because you're home all the time but um yeah, just being organised. Yeah, I'm. I'm so pleased to hear that there's a, a level of flexibility in your language. I think one of the things mm. that mums often really struggle with, Megan, and and you're no exception with that really high standard. You know, you we're never quite good enough, are we? You know, we we, we hit the you know that saying. Uh, shoot for the moon uh, and land on the stars. At least we're, we're amongst the stars, but we're always still dudded that we missed the moon. You know, uh, I, I think for yourself, being such a high achiever and having, you know, in, in the work that we did together, having that layer of understanding as part of a busy lifestyle, I think is really good. And you'd probably be the same with a lot of your clientele. Like, it's okay to not be perfect. And there are gonna be days where you allow yourself a glass of wine and there are gonna be days where you don't. But not allowing yourself and, and creating all these rigid rules and I have to and shoulds and all this sort of language really doesn't help anyone, does it? No, absolutely. I think if you're just completely depriving yourself, you um, are more likely to binge or fall off the rails or um, yeah, you just, starving or yeah you just and then you're more like yeah like I said more likely to just go for that cheeseburger or whatever vice it is that you want um yeah just allowing yourself that little bit of flexibility you know having a glass of wine a couple of nights a week versus not having it at all and then you just want to drink the whole thing you know I sound yeah. like an alcoholic <laughs> no 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 but I know no the same sort of analogy you know can be used with chocolate yeah. it can be used with what it yeah, whatever. I, I think your point's really valid there. The, the, the part around the preparation and being more organized, one of the things that I think when we looked at your life, we couldn't carve more time. You know, <laughs> that 168 hours in a week, you fit a lot in, my friend, and, and hats off to you, you know, because clearly you still are. Uh, but talk us through, I mean, you're a busy mum, you've got a lot of competing priorities, that food prep stuff and knowing the quinoa's in the fridge and the, the veggies and whatever it is meal that you've prepared are in there. Talk us through both the mindset, like I suppose the, the relax that that allows you throughout the week to just know I've got it there and then also how you actually achieve that. You know, Do you do a batch cook on a Sunday or do you allocate a certain time? How, give us a bit of a, an outline on that. Yeah, I have tried doing the batch cooking or the meal prepping, um, but I just found it didn't have enough flexibility for me. Mm. I love food and um, I don't want to eat the same thing every night. So I think sometimes I'll just, um, if I am, you know, cooking up something, I might cook enough for a few nights that I'll pop it in the freezer um, so that I know I've got it there for another night, but I still know that I've got something else interesting to eat the next day. I just, yeah, I love food and I don't. I'm not the sort of person that just eat chicken and vegetables every day for lunch and, you know, be satisfied with that. So I think it's um, variety and also, um, yeah, making it interesting and exciting. So because I like food, I want to be able to look forward to it. So if I think I'm just having a green salad for lunch, I'm not going to look forward to it. But I, I know if it's got the quinoa, if it's got the roast pumpkin and it's got the nuts on top, that it's like it's going to be delicious and I'm going to be excited to eat it. So I think that that was that's key for me yeah I, I think that's a really important message to hammer home to mums because you know you don't have to be a bodybuilder and do all your food prep on a Sunday 
and batch cooking yeah. might not be for you. But if you're a foodie and you really enjoy it, we actually want you to keep enjoying it. Talk to me about our approach and I suppose maybe what your what has stayed with you in terms of your own approach to exercise. You know, when we were going through it and looking at it, it was really hard to justify that time for you, wasn't it? I mean, 45 minutes, two nights a week at seven o'clock at night, that's not easy to get in the go mode. Uh, but you're a people yeah. person and mm. we, we really factored that into your plan, didn't we? Yes, I am a people person, so group training was awesome for me because it was a social, it's a social thing for me. Getting together with my friends on a Tuesday or Thursday um, is really what drove me to get there. Seeing you guys, you and Amy, but also the others um, who were there too, just thinking that I have to go and work out on a Tuesday or Thursday night that's not going to get me there um, I just I don't love exercise I wish that I did but I don't um and I, I exercise now with my sister here in Adelaide she's a PT so I just make sure I've got girlfriends to go there with me too because it all it's almost like your therapy you know if you've had a busy day I go there you know if you're doing some boxing you can get some anger out or just chatting with your friends it's just and I, I used to say that to you I'm here for my therapy um, because it is just you know, get those endorphins going and it makes you happy. Um, but especially here in Adelaide, it's dark now at that time. Yeah. Um, so it, it is hard to get out the door and get there, but you never regret it once you're there. And 45 minutes just goes so quick and it's worth it. Really fast. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's important too, because, you know, we talked through your day a little earlier. If I had have asked you to get out of bed and start at quarter past six in the morning would have fallen on deaf ears you know that wasn't ever going to be something that would work for us was it and so trying to recognize you know play to your strengths at the end of the day it's really handy to actually start the wind down process and deal with such a busy you know hectic schedule versus start the day in this sort of optimal mode that is probably unrealistic would you agree yeah, absolutely. And I think because I work with cosmetics, I sort of, I like to have my hair and my makeup done in the morning. Um, and so I, I don't want to be a sweaty mess all day. So I, um, yeah, I think my routine is, you know, being me, you know, um, you know, being on brand as people say, um, I think if I'm going to sell cosmetics, I probably need to be wearing them. So um, that's, <laughs> Fair that's my morning routine is, you know, getting ready for the day. And, and then, like you said, using um, fitness to unwind at the end of the day. Yeah. It's just what works for me. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Yeah, f find that balance that's specific for you. Mm -hmm. Tell us a bit more about the brand and, and your <laughs> philosophy. And, and I mean, we heard the story earlier, but it's born out of the idea of providing people with a gap that you recognize, you know, Australian made and owned and, um, and mineral makeup. Forgive me, I'm... I, I'm a big supporter and a fan, and I buy it for my wife for all her birthdays. Uh, but what is, you know, for the husbands out there listening to this, uh, why would we buy, you know, MP Cosmetics versus something off a shelf, say? Yeah, well, our philosophy is um, quality, purity, simplicity. So it's basically, you know, you don't have to buy a myriad of skincare products or makeup products. Um, we just keep it really simple. Our foundation only has five ingredients. We don't put anything in there that you don't need. We don't put anything in there that can irritate and harm your skin. Lots of cosmetic companies out there will give you um, a foundation, you know, 30 different ingredients in them, half of which are 
probably be terrible for your skin and then you need a six-step routine to remove it at night and undo the damage that that makeup has caused your skin whereas ours is kept pure enough that you can actually wear it to bed and it's pure enough that it's um, going to be it's not going to inflame my rosacea it's not going to clog my pores and give me acne if anything it actually treats my pimples and prevents more from coming back so it's makeup but it's more um it's more of an extension of skincare yeah wow so do you make male stuff as well can i get my hands on some for me (laughs) (laughs) we've got skincare coming soon and it's for everybody oh wonderful that sounds exciting um The other thing that I wanted to, and I don't know if you remember actually giving Amy this tip, but uh, we now, I found a great use for coconut oil, uh, which sits in our shower. Now, I have you to thank for that. Can you sort of share that with us? Uh, Why do I have coconut oil in my shower? I'm so glad you're using it too. That's awesome. Um, So we recognize that cleansing with oil, whether that's coconut oil or hemp seed oil, whatever oil you've got at home, um, it cleanses your skin without actually stripping your skin of all of its natural oils. So I don't know about you, but I was always using like a foamy cleanser, um, you know, something foamy to take take my makeup off or just, you know, wash off the greasy ground of the day. Yeah. And that just makes your skin feel really tight, stripping all of your skin's oils. And it can, that feeling can almost be addictive like you almost get addicted to that squeaky clean feeling but it's yeah. actually not good for your skin because then your skin goes into overdrive thinking i've got no more oil i need to produce oil produce 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 and then you end up with being an oily mess because your skin has overproduced oils so if you are cleansing with the oil and then removing it with a face washer you're just you know keeping that ph balance and keeping your skin happy and healthy while still cleaning it yeah wonderful yeah. pretty clever well- well, it works. And for those um, that are listening to this, I'm actually sporting a really uh, nasty ISO beard that's got far too much grey in it than I would like to promote. So you won't ever see it uh, in public. But it's actually a really decent beard oil as well. It works really well. And you're right, you don't feel that really nasty sort of stripped feeling. You feel quite a refreshed sort of... Um, I sound like I'm a, an after commercial on a Clearasil or something. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, this lady knows her stuff. So if you're listening to this and thinking, oh, I might just check them out. I, I can't recommend them highly enough. Um, both Amy's skin and, um, you know, I might have trialed a couple of you know products here or there, Megan. Uh, uh, and mine are, are, are a lot better for it. Um, and then on the flip side of that with skin, my other big tip is make sure you're well hydrated, which uh, you do now, don't you? you? You're sitting there sipping as we're talking. So... I do. I have a big drink bottle now yeah. that I got recently at W, um, and it holds two liters, so that I can I just can monitor how much I'm drinking per day. And because sometimes you think, oh yeah, I've had enough today, but you don't actually know how much water you've had unless you sort of um, keep a track of it. But that was that was a huge tip that you gave me is making sure that I'm getting enough water every day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's something that stayed on by the looks of things. Like with your bottle, it's sort of going fairly well. Yes, absolutely. And you can really notice the difference in your skin and your hair and just like your brain clarity, thinking um, what is amazing. And it does just help maintain my weight as well. Yeah, it's a big, it's one of those ones, guys, with Megan particularly, you know, being so busy, 
we recognize that if we if we have to fill a glass, we're probably not going to get a full glass. You know, the glass will sit there empty for half the day. So we, we use the sort of, I call it the best friend uh, approach. You know, your water bottle is your best mate and spend some money on it and buy, you know, Megan sporting the biggest, sexiest, purpliest thing that you've ever seen. It's like, you know, Barney the dinosaur next to you there. But buy, spend some money on one and make it your best mate because if it sits there, you're going to use it versus, you know, this whole approach of I'll just get some when I can. And it does make a massive difference. You know, you no longer eat out of thirst. You know, quite often we, we confuse thirst and hunger. Um, so we're not eating out of thirst. And then secondly, like hear it from the professional, her skin feels a lot better. And so for us, that's the best thing we can do. The, 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 the skin is the last, largest organ in the body and it needs to be well hydrated. So um, keep, keep looking after it by what you, you put in your, your mouth. The, the, um, the sort of final part to this, Megan, I'm, I'm adding this in. So this is questions without notice. Um, and feel free to ask any back of me as well, but questions without notice, quick fire, uh, one here. Firstly, your favorite food. Oh, favorite food. That is so hard because I love all food really. Um, favorite food, I would have to say, I guess I'm thinking comfort food. I guess I would just have to say pizza. Pizza. Nice. I love pizza. Do you yeah. do a, you do a nice homemade pizza too, don't you? I do. I yeah. do love to make homemade pizzas. So, um, and I recently discovered that Woolies, no, not Woolies, Coles do a cauliflower base that's already made. Oh yeah. Because okay. I tried doing the cauliflower bases on my own, and they're really tasty, but they're just labour intensive. You know, you got to pre-cook them and then take them out and put your toppings on. Um, so yeah, I found Coles do a cauliflower base that. It's really, really tasty and, you know, it's upping your vegetable intake as well if you have a cauliflower base. It still has wheat in there too, so it's still a good base. Yeah. Um, and, you know, putting as many vegetables on the pizza as you can. So, yeah, I do love to make it. But we have a great pizza bar actually on our street here where we're living at the moment and they do wood oven. Oh, and lovely. That's been our little treat, um, occasional treat during the isolation. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. And I suppose a side junk here, guys, you can hear in Megan's language, you know, we've talked pasta, we've talked pizza, we've talked veggies, we've talked hydration. All of this is a part of a normal everyday diet. You know, you, one of the things I think we come up against, particularly with, you know, our, our sort of shared demographic mums um, is this anti-carb movement and I mean for us carbs are a big part of a, a normal everyday diet and you know you I don't want to focus too much on it because I don't want to send a message that you have to lose weight to be healthy but we did lose yeah. weight last year you lost a, a significant amount but you've been able to maintain yeah. that and eat carbohydrates am I right Yes, absolutely, because I, I was just hungry if I didn't have carbohydrates because I thought, okay, if I want to lose weight, I can't eat carbs. And then I was just hungry all the time, you know, hungry and angry because, you know, you're just depriving yourself. And then we touched on it earlier that if you're hungry or you're bored or, you know, you're more likely to binge. So I think, you know, having carbs, having those, I call them like good quality carbs, like the quinoa. So that I don't get that um, bloated, wheat belly, um, that I'm, you know, trying to go for more, um, you know, healthier carbs like the pumpkins and, you know, starchy veg and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's, and I think that's a really great point. I'm so proud of you, Megan. That's awesome. I couldn't have said it better myself, so I won't even try and 
uh, paraphrase, but you can eat carbs, guys. It's okay. Don't torture yourself and be this hungry, angry version of yourself. We just got to increase that quality within your diet, and then you'd be surprised. You're sort of not then going to binge on that lack of quality carbohydrate, you know, the chocolates and, and lollies and, and so on. So, well done. Um, yeah. and, that goes, and that goes like day to day as well, because I was trying to have a salad to lunch because I thought that was a healthier option. But then by dinner, I was starving. And then, then I was having all the carbs at night and going to bed with carbs in my tummy. So, um, yeah, just having a substantial lunch was, was really key for me. Yeah. I think one of the things that I talk about with a lot of um, – you busy, busy, busy people is if you can make time for lunch and use that carbohydrate when you need it, you know, let's give you the fuel when you actually need it versus that sort of reactive energy deprived consumption at the end of a day that really serves no one. You know, we we don't need it then. It's more of that emotion attached to the eating, which, um, which in, in the right space can be a good thing. But for you, it definitely made a difference, didn't it? Yes, absolutely. And I think, um, Also, following your guidelines, because I didn't feel like a diet, I just created healthy habits. And, you know, 12 12 months later, here I am still doing them, which is amazing. And that was sort of the main main goal for us, wasn't it, was just creating healthy habits so that I didn't feel like I wasn't on a diet. And then then being able to maintain them, which is, yeah, it's just become second nature. Part of who you are, yeah. I I think... um... One of the real keys with yourself, and obviously you're a very driven, high-achieving person, Megan, but I think when I think about your story and the success that really came out of it, that really narrow focus on a couple of tangible things that you could sink your teeth into each week versus this really beautifully planned and calculated meal plan that you feel really restricted into eating, and if you don't follow it, then you, you feel like you've let me down and yourself down. I think that was a really pivotal part of your success too. Would, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. So having that flexibility and I, I love to cook and um, so still allowing myself to, you know, unwind at the end of the day, cooking my favourite meal rather than having to follow that rigid plan was, yeah, was fantastic. Yeah. I do find that sometimes if I feel like I'm falling off the bandwagon a bit, I can go back to basics and... Um, sort of, I, I started doing it in ISO. Was started writing down, keeping a food diary again. Yep. Because sometimes you sort of forget, and you can fall back into old habits. But just you know, recognizing that, and you know, writing out a food diary again, and going, okay, yeah, I know what I'm doing wrong, and I know I know how I need to fix it. Yeah, it's it, that sort of yeah. ability to really engage that more rational part of our brain. You know, when it's written down, you get a chance to see it back. Yeah versus in the moment, you know, and isolation is a whole different kettle of fish. I mean, congratulations on maintaining everything you have. I think you should be extremely proud of yourself because there's a whole heap of pressure that's associated with being a mom, a teacher, uh, you know, a supportive wife, uh, a business owner, you know, all of this stuff. So I, yeah, getting back to basics is a really great message, I think, for, for all the mums out there. Um, and, and for us, in terms of our internal stuff here, guys, that really gives you a chance to disengage from the emotion of the moment and get into, well, what's actually our plan? Am I moving towards my goal or am I moving away from it? And then we, we get a chance to make a choice then, which is what we're, we're about. So 
Um, that was a really long answer to a quick question, wasn't it? I said, here's a quick one for you. Um, so I promise yeah. I won't ask you too many more. But, um, but the second quick question was going to be uh, your favorite book slash movie or both, if you've got an answer to, to either. Oh, oh, that's hard. That's hard. Um, I can't even think of something on the spot. Um, I've hardly make any time to read at the moment, to be honest. And I don't know why. You don't have much on at all, yeah. do you? <laughs> okay. My way to unwind at the end of the um, day at the moment. So once I've done my exercise, once I get into bed, is my guilty pleasure at the moment is Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> so all I'm living and breathing at the moment yeah. is Grey's Anatomy. I like it. Um, Cool. Well, let's yeah. make, i tell you what, we'll change our, our one to um, favorite binge series of the moment. Perhaps we can, we can say Grey's yeah, Anatomy is ours. Um, very good. And then favorite place that you've traveled to, that you go to, you know, your favorite place. When I say that, um, where do you think of? I think Noosa. I knew Noosa you were going to say that. Very cool. Love it there, whether it's just a day trip or um, going away with my friends, the Campbells. Um, great spot. Great Couldn't agree more. Well, I look forward to hopefully uh, adding the Cornishes to your next trip to Noosa. It'll be wonderful to spend some time with you when you're next up in Queensland. Um, thank you so much for your time uh, and thank you for all of your insights and sharing and for all your hard work too. It's uh, it's nice when the science actually works and is sustainable. You know, here we are 12 months later and you're, you're still doing it all. So thank you so much for, for all of the, the above. Uh, for those that are listening to this and would like to know a little bit more about Megan and, and her products and what she's got going on, her, all of her details will be in the show notes. And then where can we find you in terms of Insta, Facebook? Where's the sort of best spot? spot? Uh, you can find me at meganpottercosmetics.com.au um, and you can find links to all my socials um, from there and that's where my shop is as well, my online store. And we've got um, free online courses at the moment as well. So there's lots to, um, to have a look at. But I also want to say thank you, Sean. Thank you for inviting me on today and thank you to you and Amy for being wonderful support um, of Mandy and I. Um, yeah. It's been amazing. Thank you. You're very welcome. Two very wonderful people that we are very grateful to have in our community. And we're not, even though there's a lot of distance between us now, we're not letting you go anytime soon. That's for sure. Uh, so, um, so thanks again. And we will speak very soon. Hi, guys. There she is, Miss Megan Potter from MP Cosmetics. What a wonderful lady she is. Uh, and what a pleasure to work with, really. You could probably hear that it wasn't all that difficult from my perspective to build a rapport with me in early days. Uh, and we obviously were able to achieve what it was that Megan wanted to achieve. I suppose in, in working through that with Megan, I really just wanted to try and liberalize carbohydrates firstly for you. So they become a bit of a bag boy, the poor carbs. They get lumped in with um, with uh, with all the, the bad things in life, uh, simple sugars and and soft drinks and so on. Uh, but the reality is that carbohydrates, good quality carbohydrates, are meant to be a part of a normal functioning diet. And you do need them as a human being to, to work and operate. It's our most 
efficient fuel source. And you can hear there that Megan, yes, we did have a weight loss goal and I don't want to keep hammering that body image sort of side away as a pillar of success, but you can hear the level of flexibility that that understanding has allowed Megan because Megan isn't that tortured soul trying three different types of diet and exercise regime all at once and then at three or four o'clock in the afternoon being ridiculously hungry and angry and not herself uh, goes and and has Tim Tam biscuits by the, the, the truckload because that mindset just fuels that binge and uh, while that wasn't Megan's story prior to us working together it is a story that I hear a lot and it is a story that I want to start to change and so my question for you is what is the story that is your food diary right now if you were to write down you know what's going on from Monday through Sunday what are the parts that are consistent with the person that you want to be and what are the parts that aren't and perhaps in looking at the parts that are consistent with the person you want to be how can we do more of that rather than focusing on the negative and going down the oh you shouldn't and all of that sort of stuff perhaps what is it that gives you the opportunity to eat the way that you want to eat you can hear there megan loves food still loves food still cooks for her family still able to eat pizza still ha- able to eat um, to have a glass of wine and do it all in, in what I would argue is a, a, a balanced and harmonious manner. You know, everything's working in sync with one another. What are the things that we can do to try and cultivate that within you? What are the things you're already doing right that we can do more of? That's my question for you today. And thanks again for listening and thanks so much to Megan. And really look forward to, to sharing with you next time. Got a really exciting guest lined up for you next one. So. Uh, So stay tuned. We'll speak to you soon.